The Sour Hour is meant for the serious brewer. The Sour Hour may contain some seriously funkified content. The Sour Hour is not for the faint of heart. So exercise some damn discretion, would you please? Sheesh. And now, here's the Sour Hour with Jay Goodwin. that time we're back episode two with the rare barrel here on the sour hour also here with scott hey scott what's up from the downtown concord brewing network studios 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 see you don't even have the beer excuse today no just how i speak yeah <laughs> you talk good kind of oh yeah uh bevo's with us not currently but she's here she's busting her butt back she's... there trying to clean up the office which is a freaking mess yeah kevin yeah. Yeah, God, Kevin and Eric, they're such slobs. Yeah. That's all I got on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have Rare Barrel in studio. We're drinking some beers, getting to some questions, and having a good time. You know, on the topic of um, dirty or, or clean offices, it is kind of funny. You know, when we were when I was there, what, less than a week ago, uh, we went back into the office uh, at the Rare Barrel to drop some of our stuff off, our, our personal effects, and it is... It's relatively clean back there, but the hilarious part is, you know, I went into the conference room to put my stuff down, and sitting on the floor, sort of like leaning up against mm-hmm. the wall, is a painting that I did uh, years ago for you and Alex, uh, you know, yeah. as a sort of gesture of goodwill. I was like, uh, oh, this is a, a nice home for this painting you found here, Goodwin. And he sort of looked around at the uh, Completely 400 blank square feet of walls. blank white walls and went, what do you want, man? We don't got any space for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, recently, so thanks for that. we recently moved everything in that conference room but as i was telling you i think i'm just gonna take it home i mean because it really doesn't have much to do with the rare barrel except for alex and i went to santa barbara so it's like we'll appreciate Uh, it more exactly alex has full walls i could use some art yeah yeah he's alex has some like psychedelic-y black lighty stuff up as as you wouldn't wouldn't expect it if you knew All right. Uh, let's see. Don't call us. You can email us. <laughs> Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Jay at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can watch us live, which some people are, I know for sure. Right, Miller? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Watch us, thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. Make sure you're looking. Are you looking at the right camera? Okay. Uh, you can listen live. The Brewing Network app. Just search BM Mobile, wherever you do that kind of thing. Subscribe and leave feedback on the Apple Podcast app. On Stitcher, maybe on Spotify, who knows? Leave some reviews so we can read them. Good way to uh, you know support the show and just uh, click a couple buttons, show us you appreciate us. Goes a long way. Yeah, and we have another uh, Mellow Mink beer here open. Uh, Miller, tell us about this one. What do you think? So this one is quite delicious. It is orangish in color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has a. She's sipping it. A strong taste. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's easy to drink. Okay. Good. Boom. Good Killing it. <laughs> uh, just this is a quick note uh, for you, uh, uh, Matt, Doctor Lambic. You do not need to pay uh, for that endorsement. Uh, that's, that's that's on the house, brother. We you know because we appreciate you. But what you do have to pay for is this. 
the questions you're about to hear and all, all right. the questions on what is this show called? The Sour Hour <laughs> are brought to you by Dr. Lambic. Oh, and his, yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, yeah. That, I'm just wanted, Matt, you, you do have to pay for that. That's, I'm sending the check to Bebo. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm agreeing with you're you. Just, yes. You're stepping all over it now. You're suffocating me. And his I'm not team trying at Sour to. Beer. I'm not I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and his team at SourBeerBlog.com. Check out the articles on SourBeerBlog for a great written resource devoted to teaching you how to brew and blend sour beer at home. And now, the Sour Beer Blog Crew has opened up a brewery and taproom in central Pennsylvania, Mechanicsburg. You know where that is, Rachel? In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot there. Mellow Mink Brewing. <laughs> mechanics? Mecha- mechanics, for sure. Yeah. Steeler country out there, I think. Yeah. That's my dad's favorite team. I love I'll boo them. Wow. I think we, we, we finally... Giving you the perfect opportunity to say it. <laughs> say what you need to say. You don't watch go Birds. There you go. We, we finally elicited some energy from these... Football. That's what we needed to bring up. Check them out. Mellow Mink Brewing at MellowMink.com. Yeah, I've also challenged each person to be ready with a question of their own. And I'm just going to call on them at random intervals. Here's a real question in the meantime from Keith from uh, from Where Daca Where Where Daca Brewing Company. He says, Jay, on the uh, recent episode with Rubens Brews, that was episode uh, 100 and 101, I believe, you spoke about your stainless steel tote that you use for spawn beer. Do you have a supplier for that, or did you get that made custom? Uh, I know of the units that Fooder Crafters makes. I'm just kind of wondering where yours came from and what it looks like. Yeah, it's not ideal for spontaneous fermentations. That's a little bit of a, it's not its primary function. Um, But we got ours from Custom Metal Craft. So you can just Google them. But there's probably about six to ten different companies that make almost essentially the same thing. They're called uh, stainless steel IBCs. And was, so it was not custom. It was something they, they, they Despite made. Despite the name, it was the standard issue tote from Custom Metalcraft. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it is. I wouldn't recommend them for spontaneous fermentation. All next. Right. Yeah, next. Thanks for the question, Keith. So maybe we should start now with um, the, uh, you know, on no, the No, I'm going to do it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's, it, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. No. All right. All right. You have some from your uh, list here? Yeah. I'm, I'm running out, though. I have a few. Okay, I have a few more, too. Uh, oh, we should have grabbed a blurred SB. So I'll do this one instead. I was really hoping for that question, Jay. This is a Brandon special right here. Can you acidulate your own malt for sours? That's a great question. I do not know. But I would have to guess you could. Uh, You would probably soak it and start kind of um, uh, a fermentation because there is natural bacteria and yeast on the, the malt itself. And malt it, but I don't think it would be the same kind of malt. So if you started with Pilsner malt and try to acidulate it, you, and then you try to roast it, it's probably not going to be Pilsner malt anymore. Or killing it. Yeah. Or killing it, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I, yeah, I would like spray sour beer on malt and leave it there for 30 minutes and then heat it up so it dies. But I don't know yeah. if that would work yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't like, know. I, I, don't no know. Yeah. I don't know how they make a situated malt. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe contact Admiral Malt, our local malt supplier mm-hmm. from uh, Al- Alameda. 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 <laughs> Rachel, you look like you have something to say on that. I don't think you should acidulate your own malt. Because, like, malt, before it's killed, is a live product, right? And so 
you could mess up all the work that people put into actually creating that product. Yeah, it's just like home brewing. Don't brew your own beer. <laughs> you know, don't mess up what no. we're doing. <laughs> it's more like don't treat your own water for like bugs. You know, like there are certain steps that like maybe you should just leave to people who know how to do it. Cool. So don't treat your own water. You're headed right to your own podcast, Rachel. I don't know. <laughs> You'll never be like an improv genius. It's like there's no yes and there. It's like no. That would never happen. Don't bother. That's Next. an impossible scenario. Let's end this. Next. All right, Miller, let's have your question. My question? Yeah. I thought we were going to talk it. No, no. No. It's just it's on all, demand right. at my discretion. Is it my question to Tommy? Stop Stop delaying. You know, you're just buying time. <laughs> is it my question to Tommy or is it yes. to Rob? It's, it's your question to Tommy. Well, I have two. You can have, the, you can have this one. We'll see how it goes. Start with one. Okay. My first question goes to Tommy. It's very important, and it really... She didn't think of a question. No. <laughs> it really talks to who you are as a person. Are you Biggie, or are you Tupac? Why? And why? Oh, oh well, I grew up in California, so the only answer I can give is Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that bad. You said it was going to be pretty shitty, but no, that's a decent... That's an okay question. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I do like Biggie better. Sorry, Tupac. R.I.P. Never forget. So do I. <laughs> yeah, so do I, actually. All right. When it comes to sex, I'm similar We're to in the gorilla in Manila. We're in violation here, Scott. <laughs> if we don't do it for that many seconds, can they can they get us on it? I think no. Okay. Bebo was nodding feverishly. Yes. Okay, I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one, and we're back. And we're back. Yeah. I have a, I have a question here, Scott. Yeah. Another one. Yes. Uh, Matt Frakowski writes, I have a quick question, but it's actually the longest one on the list. I have a bunch of carboys in the basement aging sours, but it's about 80 degrees Fahrenheit down there. Will that cause any problems? Is there anything I should watch out for or expect later, like too much sourness or off flavors from sitting in ADF too long? I have a fermentation chamber, but it only fits one carboy at a time, so all the others sit at room temp, but... That's hot AF right now. Thanks, TRB. Well, I think one problem he's going to run into is that his parents are going to want their basement back at a certain point, right? No, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay? Yeah, that's okay. Fine. Thoughts on that, you guys? 80, 80 degrees basement. That's hot. Isn't that hot for a basement? Pretty hot for a basement. Basements are usually a little cooler, good place to, to do things. So, yeah, all right. So, But what problems at 80 are you going to start experiencing? Greg. I have a very succinct answer for you. Yeah. Yes. You will experience some problems. Such as? I can't. He said succinct. Scott. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, no, I'm going to pass this All right, Rachel. to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing great. Half, the sh- half of both these jars are going to be cut. It's going to be the sour 26 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the fermentation profile of whatever you've pitched, right? And Please then, elaborate. I am elaborating. <laughs> um, I mean, you might get like sort of fruity ester development with that high temperatures. It might just stress out your yeast enough that you get sort of flavor development that you don't want. I don't really know why you're fermenting in a basement if you care much about... He's aging carboids. sours in a basement. You can move them. <laughs> Uh, Good job. I'll jump yeah. in here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think 
This is Bevo's favorite show. <laughs> I think if you, you know, you're trying to sour your wort or you know your fermentation, uh, you know, eighty to hundred degrees is not uncommon uh, for these microbes to be basically flourishing. We propagate our yeast, you know, in the you know twenty five to thirty C range, and so I mean, especially if it's a Brit, uh, it can be. It can handle that warmer temperature. It'll it will flourish, and and as same as uh, lactobacillus is actually uh, preferred temperatures uh, closer to a hundred degrees. So I mean that that's not going to affect us. I mean that's going to only increase your souring, um, basically your rate of souring um, in a summer month. Say if you're closer to thirty C, thirty five, uh, you're going to be souring faster in that time with lacto. So so it, with lacto increased. Quicker souring, mm-hmm. but no, but it doesn't. There's no like off flavors that that higher temperature will be. Like, where would off flavor start being produced? 105 from bacteria. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mean uh, that's hard to say because that yeah, that kind of depends on the whole the colony and, and whatnot. I mean, I would say well over 100 degrees because at 100 that they're at, that's when they're at their peak and they're in their own element. So. I mean, I would say above 120 degrees, you'd probably be worried about that. Wow, I didn't realize it was that high. degrees. Hmm. I think you're going to get more acetic acid production at higher temperatures. So maybe it's more of like an exponential scale. That might be what Rob's getting at. But, I mean, I think you'll see more acetic acid production in a beer that's sort of 80 rather than 60. You know, if the if the same two beers, same two mixed cultures. So, yeah, I would worry about things getting too sour too fast getting acetic acid instead of just lactic acid getting you know maybe no more to rachel's point if there's a lot of uh, fermentation left to do you can get some fusel alcohols at higher temperatures so that's just beer that tastes boozy um it's not really what you want to see in beer so those are some of the things to watch out for all right is it time for break one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm just glancing through this quickly because I want to. Uh, I, I really want to focus uh, most of the rest of the show on the the rest of the the beers you brought on rare yeah. beers and yeah, discussing we'll those. Yeah, a couple during the break. So yeah, so and I think we're good on most of these. Oh, here, let's do this one quickly before we go to break. Okay. Um, some thoughts on uh, flavor descriptors uh, from Zachary. He says. Uh, some of the better flavor descriptors you've heard for mixed fermentation, specifically related to to bread. You know, everyone's heard horse blanket, barnyard earth, etc. And you know, you guys are especially sort of in the the business of coming up with new ways to describe flavors. Mm-hmm. Any anything coming to to mind? Miller. I don't, I don't really know. On what? Which beer though? Any any beer? Any beer? Yeah, just I would in general. Describe bread. Funky. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get a One. break. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Uh, now, if you guys have any, you know, other ones besides that, we'll do that after the break. Tease. Sure. All right, we'll be right back on the Sour Hour. Hey, this is Jeremy from Brewery to Roo. You're listening to the Sour Hour on the Brewing Network. All right, we're back. Sour Hour on the Brewing Network, as Jeremy just said. Got another beer open right now. It's called Blurred SB. It's the dry hopped version of this. And Tommy 
Brandon, I mean. Uh, that's my this question. is Brandon's question. Yeah, that's my question. Can you talk about dry hopping fruited sours, process, <laughs> ratios, combos, etc.? Thanks, TRB team. From Don't Jordan Folks. <laughs> you know me too well. Uh, okay, so for our dry- just the overall process, and then Tommy will give all the numbers. <laughs> Sounds great to me. Uh, I don't know the number part, so that's great. Uh, so for the process part, uh, what we do for typically for our dry hopped fruited sours, we do our fruited sour blend uh, separately from the dry hop blend. The dry hop blend, uh, we dry hop pretty excessively for the final volume. So I guess just for example, uh, if you're dry hopping at two pounds per barrel, we are dry hop. I mean, that would be the, the, the final number. So if the blend itself, we have four barrels, we would have eight pounds per barrel, and then we blend back the fruited portion so it comes out to two pounds per barrel. Let's say it's half fruited sour and half dry hopped not too sour beer you want to hop for the final blend so essentially you're adding twice as many hops to the non-sour version knowing that it's going to be blended together later yeah exactly like what jay said cool (laughs) oh that's cool jay you still know some stuff about your brewery yeah whoa Slow clap. Uh, Sick bird, Scott. <laughs> it's really more. Of, They're alive. <laughs> it's more of a compliment to you guys than it is. No, you're right. It's a burn on yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, Tommy, since I don't know, tell us about how this beer was made in particular. The Blurred SB with Strata. Jay is dying to know. The, the blurred SB for this particular brand was, I think, second use Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Uh, the first time we did this particular beer, we did our typical beer-wine hybrid numbers, so something like a 51-49% split between fermentable sugars between uh, Sauvignon Blanc grapes as well as uh, sugar from malt or whatever you call it, wort. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so like Brandon was saying, we treat it like two separate beers, essentially. Um, so the final product is essentially like maybe two-thirds of the actual volume we're intending for. So we keep the fruited portion separate, and then we dry hop a non-acidic, essentially, I don't know, 4.5 plus pH portion for the dry hop. Like, uh, again, as Brandon was saying, we dry hop that portion in the beer's entirety. So all the dry hops for the entire beer's volume go into half the beer, uh, which I don't know. It it fucking kills our yield, but at the same time, it gets us the expression that we want. Um, And then we blend that with our sour fruited portion. Sorry, that might have been a little more complicated than I wanted it to be. I think you got it. So, yeah. Is is there any complications you can run into by, like, over-hopping the portion that needs to be overly hoppy? Uh, The main complication we run into is yield, honestly, because, like I said, we put the entire beer's volume of hops into half the beer. Right. Uh, So instead of losing, like, the typical 20%, that you're typically going to see with a dry hopping process, we lose 33 to 40%. Um, but it's really the only way that we've found to find... It's the only way that we've gotten dry hop characteristic in a sour beer without it being gross and vegetal and pickly. Did you have some... What were, what were Give me an example of a failed um, technique. Uh, where we make a mixed culture beer, dry hop it like normal, and then package it, uh, especially forced carbonation. Um, the, the dill characteristic is pretty off-putting for me personally but uh some people might be okay with it but essentially imagine eating all the pickles out of like a whatever jar jar of mm. 
Clausen pickles. What's a what's a, yeah, what's a brand? Sure, Clausen. Perfect. Classic. Yeah. Perfect. And then uh, like all Klaassen. the pickles are gone. All you have is juice left, and that would be what the beer smelled and tasted. Pickleback. Yeah. Like a beach ball at a pickleback concert. What about some, you know, he's asking about combos. What, do you, what hops do you guys think go well in sour fruited beers? Rachel? Don't do it. Don't bother. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <Is that> your <laughs> Rachel? <laughs> yeah, that was my Rachel. I'm the uh, pumpkin spice latte uh, girl Whoa. of hops. So I love a good. Uh, Mosaic Nelson, you know, Citra, meaning you're a, you're you're basic, uh, yeah. You know, Galaxy. That's, Ooh. No, that's what she, that's what she said. Bevo, that was just a translation of what she was saying. Yeah, he wasn't calling her name. Those those hops don't taste like pumpkin spice latte. They should, but they're the they're the basic. Uh, no, I understand. I, I'm not. So Bevo, let me let me really explain this a little bit more. A little harder. <laughs> Yeah. Were you done talking, Rachel? I, I, I just mansplayed and interrupted at the same time. Unbelievable. Okay, yeah, so yeah, what did you done. say? You said Nelson and, uh, and, Mosaic. and Mosaic. Okay. You got, you got another combo? Love Nelson, mostly. Uh, yeah, Citra, anything, really? Lemon Drop? Ooh. Ooh. We're not using Lemon Drop. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's something she's been pushing for her. A year at why, this point. Why are you adverse to it? Uh, at this point, just because she really wants to use it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. We bought them like the second month. Was it like second or third month, I think? It was yeah, like. have them. yeah, they're in the cold box. We're just not going to use them. <laughs> well, if Rachel wins the Fantasy Football League, we'll have to. Oh. Challenge accepted. Not happening. Didn't come close uh, last time. <laughs> We've used Sirachi Ace because you wanted to use it, and oh, that was a huge you. mistake. Yeah. Well, it turned out phenomenal. Tom, I everyone's, got hot, character. everyone's got hot, hot takes, so... There's there's a lot of good ones out there. What don't you want to use? Fuggle. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a good hop. It just sounds funny. Um, <laughs> this is probably all the noble stuff. Just wouldn't be quite as expressive as we want it to be for fruit. For for yeah, the fruit hybrid yeah, shit. Uh, for this blurred SB, it was uh, Strata, which is um, hard to come by and quite delicious. So. Hopefully, we can get some this uh, September and use it in a future project. Mm-hmm. Have, have you guys tried saws? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, that doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of saws and other varietals that are like that, but no, it just gets lost in the, fruit, the fruit beers. Hmm. So there's no reason to add more, in our opinion. Okay, here's a question that just came in uh, from Tyler, who says, uh, Hello, uh, J. Scott Rare Barrel team. I have a 3.2 pH kettle sour that I pitched White Lab San Diego Super Yeast, and it stalled at 5 Play-Doh. The beer started at 12 Play-Doh. What is the best way to restart this stuck fermentation? Make a new beer. <laughs> okay, well, here. He, he he's like, should I try rehydrating some dry yeast in a 3.6 pH solution and pitch that into the beer? I, I mean, the first I pass this to Rob, but uh, it's yeah, essentially Rob. what we're trying to do on a daily basis. Our beer isn't quite as acidic as it used to be, so being at that low of pH is not what we're dealing with anymore. But how at the same low, how time, low was it? I was busy sneezing. I think it said 3.2. Uh, I thought oh, okay. it was 3.5. Three, three, yeah, so I mean, if you go about our typical tempering process where you acclimate the yeast to that environment, it should help push it down to, I don't know, whatever attenuation you're looking for. There's a difference, though, also between, like, getting to the correct final gravity and the beer tasting good. You know, it's like, just because the numbers are right doesn't mean it's going to taste good. So the fact that your beer stalled out means you didn't have a healthy primary fermentation and 
you might be screwed already. So back to Tommy's additional uh, uh, initial point, you might just want to dump the beer. Yeah, you should probably dump it. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Tyler, for the question. Uh, now we have more. Do we have another one of your? Oh, we have cans, right? Oh, yeah, no. we, we have another bottle. Too. Oh, we have another bottle. Oh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about Believe in Nashville. Let's talk about it. Who wants to talk about Believe in Nashville? I, I think Miller? Jay does. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still struggling from this sneeze. Tell us, Jay, what's in the water in Nashville? <laughs> That's from Mike from Temescal. <laughs> he wants to know what you meant by there's something in the water I'm, in Nashville. Did I say that? <laughs> I don't think so. Is it? Let's look at the side. <laughs> Jay's going to read the description right now. Hold on. Now they got to into him to himself. Yeah, just yeah. myself. All right. So over the past few years, I've been lucky enough to visit my friend and brewer, Brandon Jones, and embrace the funk in Nashville, Tennessee. Each time I visit, I grow more fond of this vibrant city. This is very well written. When Brandon came to visit us in Berkeley, he brought the same vibrant spirit with him to the rare barrel. This unique blend is what we came up with during his time here. Jay Goodwin. Yeah. It's nothing about water. Nothing about the water. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I almost, when I posted on Milk the Funk earlier, I was like, dear Facebook, please ban Mike from posting any comments on this. <laughs> so it's just something really stupid, because Mike's stupid. <laughs> Greg, let's get your question okay. while we open this and pour this beer. Right on. So, Brandon, prior to coming into the studio, you were describing to us in great detail your homebrewing processes and how you've been trying to... Uh, you do single malts, beers, while also using some propagated yeast strains. Could you tell us a little bit about that? It's not a question. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I guess it is. You, can you tell us about that? The answer could you? Is yes. could, could you, you tell us about that question, Mark? And would you? Sounds like a question. I, yes. I mean, I could, but do I want to? No, that is... That is okay, follow-up question. Uh, when are you going to do the reverse mohawk? <laughs> What was that? The reverse mohawk? Is that where you shave right down the middle? Oh, yeah. I, oh, man. Yeah, that was that's a good question. Okay. Come in here. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Greg. Uh, the reverse mohawk will happen most likely after Halloween, but there is an ongoing thing where I'm asking Rob to bick his head. Real, mo- uh, real mohawk yeah. looks great. Bick your head. And I, in I love return, the real mohawk. <laughs> yeah. I will, in return, pick my head, and I believe that will start a chain reaction where the rest of production... I'll pick my head. Yeah, exactly. Thank Sorry, you, Tommy. I will pick my head. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I meant to say mullet. I meant to say we love the real mullet. That was great. That was great, you guys. Do you want to pour some of this and pass it down here? Uh, Tommy, tell us about this beer. Uh, sure. So for this beer, it was... Um, second use, Petit Syrah. Second use, Merlot. Second use... Tempranillo? Capsav. Um, it was three different um, <laughs> it was three different uh, red fruit uh, grape varieties that we used for this particular blend. Um, I think Brandon came and picked probably the three fucking best barrels we had in our warehouse, which is cool for him, but shitty for me because uh, he used all the good stock that we had laying around. Oh, thank um, you. But essentially this was a one to four ratio of mixed culture saison with uh, mixed ferments, red grape sour beer mm-hmm. um the fruit expression is a little bit more mild in this 
Uh, definitely a lot of bread characteristics just from the mixed culture saison as well as the shit that was on the skin of the grapes. Uh, most of what we do is done with um, whole cluster crushed destemmed shit from Northern California. For this particular beer, I think it turned out fairly well. I mean, I was kind of worried that all that uh, mixed culture saison would kind of wash away into the grape characteristics, but there's definitely a little bit of fruit character left in this, um, and it doesn't dominate for sure. It's definitely a background thing to the overall profile of the beer. It's got a little hue. It's like a golden with a hue. The hue's coming from the grapes? Uh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some petite Syrah juice in this too that we just held on to for like two years or so just because we had some excess back when we did that project two or three years ago uh, it's just been sitting around in a keg so there's a little bit more of that flavor profile was it, and it was to was that to amp up the grape character uh yes it was because like i said i thought we would wash away everything yeah. with uh, all the good barrels that brandon had picked but um i think i think it turned out okay let's get some tasting notes with miller and greg Smells like fruit. <laughs> I've got some tasting notes about Moscow's ID. And oh, wow. <laughs> once, once the guy the, looks like a Russian hitman. What? He's got he's got a giant mullet. It, everybody mullet? No, it's a mohawk, not a mullet. It's a tra- That's a mohawk, a not a mullet. Mo- a mullet? I don't think you know what a mullet is, dude. Okay, okay, you're right. No, I'm sorry. It's a mohawk. Yeah, thank you. It's a slick back mohawk. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a Moscow full full it. mohawk. As, as on the I topic mean, of mohawks, this guy's a Russian mobster. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about. I'll it. cut that out in post. I can't have that being said on the air. That, that is all. Back to us. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Great. No. Um, yeah, the, the grape character comes in nicely. It's not overly powering. It's pretty well balanced between the the mixed culture fermentation. Um, super dry, slightly tart, super enjoyable. That was really good, Greg. Yeah. Miller. Well, right off the bat, I'll say as a golden hue from the grapes. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> or red, yeah. Um, to everyone red. else in the world, it is a orange. Mm-hmm. It's like a rose orange. First mm-hmm. sip. Like a beautiful rose orange. Blondes, dye your hair this color. <laughs> <laughs> She's carefully nice. tasting it. Yeah, you like That's it? Nice. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Miller claimed, just put a beer in front of me and then yeah. I'll be able to crack that, it. That's, that's when I really, you know, you haven't seen me at my most descriptive until I have a sample of a that's beer. Nice. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I will say, I will say, then after okay. like second sip of this, like straight up, this is fucking delicious. Oh, wow. Censor that. No, it's, it's an oh, explicit okay. show. No, no, this is really, really good. Fucking no. delicious. Now you're a drop. That's pretty good. <laughs> but really, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Fucking delicious. Good. Break. Time. Uh, I could just use the one. Yeah. I th- we need to do like one more question. Then we can take a break. All right. Tease or answer? Um, no. It's time for a break. It is? Yeah, definitely. Uh, fine. Okay, fine. So I'm keeping track. All right. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with... One more segment? Yeah, one more. On the Sour Hour. (laughs) 
We're back. Sour Hour. How's the bike doing? It's all right. The Rachel's one. Is it in workable shape? She's getting there. She's in recovery. What's her name? (laughs) (laughs) Her name is Bike Mantha. Oh, Oh, wow. It's pretty good. Now we're talking. We're talking bicycle, not not motorcycle, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. You just never know. Tell me, what's your question? Are we on right now? No. Yes, we are. So my main question has to deal with Rob. Wow, you're really hair. speaking into it. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. For me, it's just like if I had the ability to grow so much hair on my face, I would. So why do you trim so often? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Hmm. I mean, just to follow it up, you you could like make your chin look however you want it to. Sculpt, yeah, you can sculpt the chin. Do. That's What's so the true. Implication there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little confused by the question. Uh, maybe a few follow up questions to clarify. No, so I mean, you have the opportunity to make your face look how you want it to, that but why does it look like this? <laughs> Sorry, sick burn, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> either the most offensive insult I've ever heard or it's somewhere like uh, uh, just a just a strange uh, sentiment but um, my face looks this this good because I I, I trim it people want to know you know pretty much a three on the beard, yeah, the number three. I'm, tr- yeah. I'm a trimming on three, and I'm I'm uh, buzzing my own hair, probably down to a two, and I kind of fade the side in, and the I mean the you're talking about the lower neck area. I mean, then, then you're getting into like you know interesting areas. I mean, like, I'd, I'd love to have a you know a girlfriend to to kind of clean up the back or something, but I I have to do that behind my own head with a single trimmer. It's an acquired skill. Thank you, Greg. It's acquired. And uh, that's how I look. Like this. Good. Like this. Good all the time. That was for you, Beef. All the time I look great. Everybody, Brandon, everybody knows. Oh. You almost fell over there. No, no, no. You look You look great. Yes. Oh, my God. I did? Tommy, excellent. Excellent question, Tommy. Wait, can I ask my Rob question? Sure, why not? Yeah, we're on a roll. Okay. Like Where's the? Give me some beer. Give me some rare barrel yeah. canned beer. Thank you. Like, what I want. Go on. Do the viewers like the beard? What I want to know right now. Go on. Go ask your question. On to Alex. All right. Alright. Said no. Sorry. I like it. Not who I'm interested in here. Rob, I need you to look me in the eyes right now. Another question. Another question. It's about hair. It's not about hair. Again. I need you to look at me and tell me right now, what is your all-time favorite WWF main match? Ooh. You don't have an answer. You weren't ready for that. Main match of all time? You don't have an answer. He's, you can talk about your hair for hours, but you don't have an answer for this. I'll give him a quick... I'll, I'll, can I give him my... I, I mean, are we talking WWF? I thought live. Uh, live. Uh, would, you, would you take a... 
Bret the Hitman Hart and Yokozuna Steel Cage no. Deathmatch. Ooh. Put Slam now in real, real wrestling. Well, you said WWF. Wow. Yeah, WWF. Let's, Slam. Take, let's take a backpedal. Backpedal, 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 Oakland. Easy, easy. Easy on your fireworks. Uh, Put Slam is a completely legitimate and ecstatic avenue of, of uh, wrestling. I can't believe I haven't had it. That's true. Day. I've been there. They they chanced. It's so ridiculous. Horrible. I apologize to all those fans. Um, you guys both need to stop. That being said, that's not real. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, probably. This is real. Would have been. I mean, so uh, it's it's, it's got to be like Hogan versus um, Big Show, uh, Ultimate Warrior. What? Austin. Oh. oh. That's a good one. Like, I, mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I see you wearing that Austin T, the 316, and, you know, I want to see you slam two beers on your head. <laughs> like Trey. R.I.P. 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 Trey. And, uh, I mean, Hogan, you know, I mean, we're talking about legends. And uh, if you watched Raw, Monday Night Raw, uh, you'd, you would have seen the um, throwback episode about two two weeks ago with all the uh, throwback legends that were on uh, the set. So, you know, and you know, I was watching Raw the other week, and guys, I don't even know who they are. They're getting thrown through the LED screens and fired, like, lit on fire. These guys, they're going to the ER. You guys, Look in my eyes and tell me if you. This is serious. This, this is real. This is real. This is real, guys. I mean, can you look up? Raw. It was, it was only a few weeks ago. They're getting slammed through the LEDs and they're lit on fire. These guys got lifted to the ER. You guys, this is. Okay. So in my glass right now is. Uh, <laughs> Does that answer? Yeah, this is a parking lot party. Parking lot party, yeah. Sour, now a sour IPA. Whoa. With Azaka and I'm just Citra getting started. And I'm, 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 I'm uh, Bob Lazar. <laughs> Storm 51. <laughs> Can we talk about this beer, though, for real, though? Oh, yeah. This is one of our uh, canned sour IPAs. I'll throw it back to Tommy to tell us about this one. <laughs> Uh, it's a yeast we weren't Mostly you years. have that microphone. Uh, but um, it's uh, essentially a mixed culture of Conan and Sactois. Uh, so the idea is Conan gives you the classic English shit that you're looking for with like a London 3 or whatever. Sactois dries out a little further. Uh, for what we're doing, we're trying to dry out the beer a little bit more than your typical hazy IPA on the market right now. So instead of like the finishing gravity of like 3, 4 Play-Doh for that like residual sweetness... We're looking for something like 1 to 1.5. Um, the main reason is because we're blending in barrel-aged sour stock into this and not pasteurizing this, um, so we don't really want over-attenuation. It's something we've been working on for, fuck, I don't know, like two, three years or so since our first Cellar Maker collab, like in 20, what year is it, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, no, that's wrong, 20, 2014, yeah. something like that. Anyway, um, so we've been thinking about this for a while, but... Basically, we're just trying to track attenuation over the course of time, and uh, we found that as long as our finishing gravity on the IPA that we blend with the sour-aged barrel stock is fairly similar, uh, we don't get too much attenuation. 
Uh, so the main concern that people have with this particular beer style is like you'll blend the two together and then you're going to get like a fucking bottle bomb or whatever. But I mean, we're getting like 0.1 Play-Doh attenuation over the course of every year. Um, so if you put this in your garage at 95 degrees for five years, you'll get like one volume of CO2, which is more than don't do that. Rare beer. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> keep cold drink fresh. Yeah, keep cold, drink fresh. Uh, it does evolve over time. Um, acid changes over time. Uh, Brett characteristic changes over time. Uh, the hop character isn't as prevalent over time either, but it does morph into more along the lines of, like, if you've had any of our dry hop sours before, that kind of flavor profile, so a mixed fermentation profile with Brett and hops. I think somewhere your your uh, your can releases especially have excelled thus far is that they're neither hoppy nor acidic. Those two things, which are hard to meld, meld really well. You think is it attenuation related? Like, what would you chalk that up to? Uh, I think it's literally overcompensation in all aspects. Um, the first time we would, we made this beer, uh, we did the typical hopping rates of like three to four pounds per BBL, which is I think the uh, closer to the industry standard for dry hopping. For all of our beers now, we're closer to like eight to nine pounds per BBL, which Jay hates because it's literally double the cost to make half the beer. Um, The yield's bad, too. Yeah, the yields are pretty shit. Um, But really, the only way that we can get any sort of hop expression after adding acid barrels is to get that high. Um, So at the costs of money... um, We're making flavor, I guess. I don't really know a better way to put it, but um, I, think, I think you just chased, you summed up Jay's professional career just now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's um, how we do it. Yeah, so uh, most of our stuff is in like the eighty twenty split of actual IPA with sour barrel aged stock. It's worked fairly well for us at this point, but that's kind of a moving target, I guess. Brandon, what's your question? Ooh. Uh, my question to Rachel. Guys, oh, never let. Yeah, of yeah, course. Shit, you just. I was ready for this. I know. I always look at Rob's beard. That was beard. so random. Um, Are you single? <laughs> well, that, that's not my question to Rachel. The <laughs> oh, way you said that, man. You really want like, to ask? You want to ask someone? Uh, I know. Yeah, I really want to ask not, Rob that's not my question, question for Rachel. On that whole WWE thing, but okay, <laughs> Rachel. Um, Can't believe. So you you're not a Steelers fan. You're an Eagles fan. <laughs> You sing the birds theme song, but not the War of Birds from It's Always Sunny. I can sing it. Yes, you're right. Sing but it. That's not a question. That's a demand. You sing like give us like sixteen bars. Uh, Are you talking about Fly Eagles Fly? Yes. Yes. Whoa. Okay. What? Yeah, I do. You should oh, sing it. I'm not. Well, no, no. The question was not, not, was not for bird, me. I'm not talking about Birds of War. Let's hear like five seconds. It's it's like a you know like it plays on the themes of eagles flying and like sort of winning. When I said he, let's hear some for five seconds, and, uh, I meant like we just like, 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 on a road to victory. Wait, you're uh, so what's the song like? What does it sound like? Yes. Sing the song. No, you well, you're gonna sing. I can't sing. Maybe you need some backing. I mean, I can start a chant. If you need a chant, I can start one. There you go. There you go. All right. You can play in the background. Okay. okay. I, I won't help her. No 
no free okay, eagles. Okay, all right, all right. Cut her mic while you're All right. Wow. All right. That was the bad. The only time I've done karaoke in this company, uh, a blackout tray was a witness, and so there were no witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm safe. Okay. Uh, no, I, right, I witnessed right. that. Fair enough. Did you kill him because... I witnessed that. Any okay. witnesses? Or? RIP. All right. Fair enough. Tell you me for, your favorite you just beer. forgot I was there. I'll give you a follow-up question. What's your favorite beer? Orval. Good answer. Why? That's a good answer. Orval is wonderful. All right, Rachel, what's your question? My question is, so uh, I invented this game when I was drunk. It's called uh, Meet, Meet, Me, which is who would you be, who would you eat as meat, and who would you meet in person? Can you say that again? Meet? Meet, meet, meet. Meet, meet. Right, so, me? Uh, Kid Rock, The Rock, Chris Rock. Go. Ooh, so you have to eat rock. someone? Beat someone. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Why are you beating somebody? You're, you're not beating anybody, Craig. <laughs> you have to eat someone, beat they all sound someone, pretty and beat someone, but as the person that you are, that you become. Okay, and it's Kid Rock, The Rock, Wait, and who? That you become. All the rocks. Okay. Keep changing. All the rocks. Oh, that's easy. I would meet Chris Rock, be The Rock, and eat Kid Rock. Whoa. Ooh. All the white meat. I don't, I don't think I would eat Kid Rock. Yeah, why, yeah. Would, why would you I'm eat die Kid Rock? shortly thereafter. Because I don't care about Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, but you would get like Hep C, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's Is there fine. a consequence <laughs> to eating <laughs> Rock also I'm sure we eat yeah. worse shit, right? Than Chris Rock. I don't know. Wouldn't you want to be the Rock though? Like yeah, besides yeah. everything else, one he's Why, who the would not rock want to be the WWF. Rock. Do you know Dwayne what this Johnson. title is? Yeah. No, that's I no good. You, would, you wouldn't want to be the no, Rock. Rob, no, no, Rob, stay away from the mic. I also kind of want to eat the Rock, though. Besides yeah. the... So, a lot of meat on those bones. <laughs> oh, that's not why. <laughs> wow. He's the world heavyweight champion. You, w- you wouldn't want to be him because you'd have to live in the weight room. Who wants to spend 10 hours a day in the Do gym? Do you see what he gets Did to eat on his cheat days, though? He eats, like, 16 pizzas. I yes. just watched Predator on the that. plant. <laughs> the Rock's cheat days. That's okay. great. I, we talking about I don't know rock. anything about Kid Rock other than he sings that, I, I don't know, shit that we play in the brewery. Oh, the werewolf, the werewolf in London the remix or something. The were- werewolf in London. And Marvel. then Kid Rock, he makes he made that great movie, um, the one where he like dies and he comes back in like a rich that's guy's right, soul, Chris right? Yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah. That's Chris Rock. Yeah. Are we talking about different? You said you said. Rob. Well, that's who I'd want to meet. Rob, <laughs> what's your question for Greg? Did you already ask it? My question for Greg or Moscow? Greg. 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 Honestly, I think that people what people may not know about Greg oh, is that he's a uh, um, <laughs> he's a Libra. He's tall and handsome. Uh, no, but that uh, he's a veteran, and I just uh, I'd like to know like in a little bit more about serving in the military and then coming into the beer industry and kind of like uh, finding your way into this industry and like how that. A small. I am amazed that you asked that like, great, that's a question. great question. Great <laughs> question. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad I, that, that, no, that was actually it was amazing. He's handsome. I mean, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Is, is it fair? Is it fair to say you don't you don't see a lot of a lot of that those industries overlapping? Right. Uh, that is true. There is not a lot of overlap in those two industries except for uh, while serving. I drank a shit ton of beer. 
mainly because I was stationed in Germany and I was at 19. So I had I drank a lot of beer. Well, so that, that was a, that was a fortunate placement. Definitely, I chose I chose that for that reason. I was like uh, 19. I can go to like Louisiana and not drink beer. I can go to Germany and drink beer. Hmm. Which one would you choose? <laughs> um, so that being the case, for me, it was a pretty easy transition. You know, people always say do what you love, <clears throat> and um, I happen to have a, a love for beer. I always have, as long as I've been able to drink it. And uh, here I am in the, in the industry. Not only helping make the beer, but also helping to drink it. So, Excellent. wow, awesome! That was good. Did not know that. That was amazing. Did we, get, did we get to everyone's question? Uh, I kind of had a second question, but I don't know if I want to allow that. Either. Yeah, I think we're, we're done here. <laughs> that was that was a great every question though. No, because that was such a good last question and a great last answer. Let's like chime in. Yeah, so thanks for all the listeners. Pipe down, pipe down now. Thank you, listeners. Thanks to the Rare Barrel staff for coming. Thanks, guys. Not sure I need that. Thanks to Bevo. Thanks to Scott. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Thanks to all the sponsors who make this show possible. Until next time, if that actually happens. (laughs) Stay sour. The slam is a completely legitimate and ecstatic avenue of, of uh, wrestling.